and welcome to the Moonshine Jesus Show. We are excited to have you with us today. Whether you are watching live or listening back on podcasts, we are just thankful to have you here. Uh, quick note, uh, reminder that we are sponsored by ProgressiveChristianity.org. It's a fantastic place for all of your progressive Christian resources. We encourage you to go check them out and to check us out on Facebook at our page there, as well as make sure that you are signed up to download our shows at your favorite podcast outlet. Um, and I just want to remind people, we are in the midst of the strike of the Writers Guild of America. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, they have said that folks like us who are doing what we're doing, we're not, <laughs> we're clearly not paid uh, by the, <laughs> the big studios. Uh, we're not, Wait, you're not getting paid? Uh, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Do we need to talk? Uh, so, <laughs> and we're not really even promoting any of this. We're simply reviewing our thoughts on it, and so that needs to be said. And since I did mention that we're reviewing our thoughts on it, a lot of our thoughts are going to be spoilers, folks. So just know mm-hmm. that this is uh, a spoiler-rich uh, show, uh, and particularly this episode as we talk about Ahsoka season one, episodes one and two. And of course, I am, as you've heard, joined by my good friend Caleb. How are you doing today, Caleb? Hey, I'm doing great. And of course, yeah. obviously not actually getting paid by big studio. Although some of the big studio money, I mean, Mark, how, I mean, how do we get our hands on that? Well, uh, I, well I'm not even going to consider it until after the, the screenwriter. Okay. Uh, until, strike is that's over. right. That's right. If they offered us money, if they offered us money, we would be striking. We would turn it down. We would be striking. Absolutely. Yeah. But after the strike's over, who knows? We'll see. Yeah, then, then maybe we take it. You know. Here's the sad thing. I don't think we need to worry about that. <laughs> but what I am worried about is making sure that we are well lubricated to mm-hmm. talk about this show. So I'm interested to know what drink are you going to be enjoying for today's episode? Okay, so I was inspired by Ahsoka's physical appearance and okay. her. Well, her what? Her hair? Her head? There's a word uh, for it, and I'm blanking on what it's called. Uh, it's not hair, but it's part of her, a, like of her actual thing. Anatomy. <laughs> so I'm not really sure what it's called, but there is a but name. Her, her thing that comes yep. out of her hair, her head, is white and black. Bl- and so I took inspiration from that. So the yep. black part, I, I used Kahlua in my drink. All right. Okay. Nice. And so for the white part, I used milk, and then I put in some peppermint schnapps and some vanilla vodka. And I've also Lovely. got some planet ice cubes in here. You can't really see them because uh, uh, because of the color of the drink. But I basically got a white Russian. But for me, nice. this is an Ahsoka. That's what I'm drinking. Right. How about you, You're Mark? Calling, well, I'm calling mine the Mercenaries, and that's Balin mm-hmm. Skull and Shin Hati. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. And it's a variation on a drink that's called a Man of War. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's got kind of the reddish-orange coloring of their lightsabers. Yeah. And it's bourbon, orange liqueur, uh, Luxardo cherry liqueur, mm-hmm. a little sweet vermouth, a little lemon juice, and some grenadine. So that sounds cheers. Good. I think it's cheers. going to be delicious and it should make for a great show. So uh, we're going to take a quick drop and we'll be back on the other side.
Welcome back to the Moonshine Jesus Show, where today we're talking about Ahsoka. We're going to geek out for a little bit, and then we will dive into some of the theology and politics. But it is Star Wars. We have to geek out a bit. Uh, but before we even geek out, I've got to say, Mark, I had a lot of foam in my drink, and I went to drink yeah. this. And I got, like, foam all over my face, <laughs> and I spilled my drink all over me. Uh, oh, so I, that was not very you're already You're already ruining the show, man. I don't understand. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I don't even have the proper respect for the main character right. what is up with that speaking know. of the main character yes. ahsoka mm. ahsoka is part of the star wars franchise which is ever expanding of course and it is a spinoff from the series the mandalorian taking place in the same time frame as that series and the other interconnected spinoffs after the events of return of the jedi and that's important to say because there are a lot of different Star Wars shows going on right now, and they're not all necessarily taking place at the same time. So you need to go in knowing exactly where this starts. <laughs> okay, so this also is a continuation of this animated series, Star Wars uh, Rebels, and the series follows uh, Shoko Tano. Uh, um, as she investigates the emerging mm -hmm. threat to the galaxy. The other thing that's important to say is that Ahsoka was introduced as a 14-year-old Padawan yeah. of Anakin Skywalker in the animated film Star Wars The Clone Wars in 2008. Mm -hmm. And then we've seen this character in the cartoons, the animated TV series, yeah. uh, Clone Wars and Rebels, uh, we heard a voiceover in Rise of uh, Skywalker, mm -hmm. and we mm -hmm. saw uh, her show up for the first time in The Mandalorian, but we've also seen her in Boba Fett. So uh, yeah. she's. this is really the first time we get much live action with her. And so I'm curious, mm -hmm. Mark, I think we have well established that while I love Star Wars, you are the bigger Star Wars fan. You, but, you, yeah, so, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, th it's I true. think that's probably no, I, I, I think you're probably right. I absolutely love Star Wars, uh, and and I love all the iterations of it. It's mm -hmm. uh, it's difficult for me to be disappointed in Star Wars just because it's Star Wars, and it just makes me happy like a kid again. Right? So yeah, I've got absolutely. a question for you, Mark. I, I need to right. know. I haven't watched any of the animated Star Wars. I, I oh. liked See, mm -hmm. I, I love Star Wars. I like to yep. watch Star Wars, but I, mm -hmm. I don't necessarily consume every piece of Star Wars that comes out. But I bet you have watched the animated Star Wars. Is that true? I absolutely okay. have, yes. <laughs> okay, and I feel like there were a lot of references to things that happened in the, in the animated uh, version. So, Mark, if there are other yeah. people out there like me who yeah. may be watching Ahsoka but haven't watched any of the animated yeah. stuff, what do we need to know before we go into this? I, I think they actually, Ahsoka did a great job at... It's part of the reason I've seen a few reviews of people talking about this slow and it's not interesting and this and that. And I think the reason is Dave Filoni, who did the animated stuff, mm -hmm. is kind of the genius behind all of that, has worked with uh, George Lucas and is the creator of this. This is sort of his first on his own live action show uh, for yeah. Star Wars. I think he did an incredible job at actually filling folks in on some of the background that you needed to sort of understand some of it that you were talking about earlier that he snuck into dialogue and had little quick speeches about that. So I think he did a great job. Honestly, the, the big deal is, and it's only four or five seasons and not many uh, episodes per season. 
really, you need to watch Rebels. This is nothing more than the sequel to Rebels. 100%. Everybody who's in this, that's at least mm -hmm. like the key figures, were part of, of, of the Ghost, which is the, the ship that, that was in Rebels. And Ahsoka shows up from time to time in that show, particularly in the last couple of seasons. She's pretty constant. Mm -hmm. So I don't know that I could like point out all the most important things because there's so many of them. And I don't yeah. really know exactly the whole direction that they're going to go in yet. So it's hard to say yeah. what's important and what's yeah. not. But I would encourage folks to at least go and like go to YouTube and see the, the recaps of the, the seasons of Rebels. Uh, because there's so much in there that's going to be important. Now, that's very helpful because, um, you know, if, if folks are kind of casual Star Wars fan, they think mm -hmm. that this looks interesting, then that's that's very good to know. I agree. I think they did a good job of, of catching us up because mm -hmm. I didn't know the story and I felt like they did. I also didn't feel like it was slow. It felt actually maybe like a little quicker paced than some of the other. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm thinking even like Mandalorian. You know, you yeah. get bursts of excitement in Mandalorian and then you get... Mm -hmm quite a bit of story and you know the really leaning into that space western kind of yeah. thing and and this felt a little bit more actiony and i i found actually that i was maybe more engaged with it because of that mm -hmm. reason so so i think that's uh interesting that that's uh, that that's been a criticism okay so mark i'm curious too now that you so you've seen rebels and that's mm -hmm. that's helpful information how do you yeah. feel like we're only two episodes in of course but now that this has jumped into live action how did you feel yeah. that they embodied the characters that we've really only seen in animation? I think they have done an unbelievable job. Uh, mm. um, the, the the biggest complaint that I hear is that Ahsoka herself is her demeanor and the way she handles herself is very yeah. different from particularly the earlier appearances that we have. And people seem to be upset that they're not getting the kind of, uh, more energetic and 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 react reactionary kind of character that she was mm. earlier, but I think that yeah. that's not really fair at all because she is all but a, a Jedi Master at this point, and yeah. you know that's kind of the journey that a Jedi yeah. Master is on to the point that there's full in full self control and and control of the situation and and not so reactionary and not so. Um, overly energetic about stuff until it's like time to time to deal with someone who's attacking them or whatever. So I think that they did a really great job with her. Hera is incredibly well done and well acted. And Sabine, I think is going to become so important in this series. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And, and again, very great casting. The uh, costume looks incredible. Like it, 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 it's not quite one to one correlation between the, the animation of this, but boy, I, I'm surprised at how close it is, frankly. Yeah. And how about Rosario Dawson? How do you like her as yeah. Ahsoka? I I like her a lot as Ahsoka. And and part of the complaint is that they're saying the actress is more reserved and that's why we're not getting the but I think that she is doing what she's doing is very intentional as a person who isn't an official Jedi master, but essentially is at the level of a Jedi master. I think that she has embodied it. I, I love how controlled her character is, even when she fights uh, very technically great, but there's also yeah. very controlled movement 
Uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's not just aggressive and go at it. She's really controlling everything she does. And to do that as an actor, uh, who's playing this role where you're trying to embody another person, where you're trying to yeah. learn several different fighting techniques, uh, and then also display this extra control that she has compared to some Jedi fighters. I, it's just astounding. I think. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I love the way that, uh, I think the the reserved nature kind of works, especially with mm -hmm. Sabine. You know, I think oh, that yeah. makes that relationship a little more powerful. If there, if one is clearly very reactionary and the other one isn't, I think that's I think that makes a lot of sense. And, and Rosario Dawson is such a talented actress. You know, she's yeah. she's really incredible. So I was watching this, Mark, and I was thinking about some of the discussions that we've had recently in regards to superheroes, and yeah. we've talked a lot recently about like the plethora of superhero offerings that we have and whether mm. or not they're superhero fatigue or it's bad writing or or all of that and it got me wondering as i was on disney plus and i was looking at all of the star wars content um with an ever expanding star wars universe uh with events happening in different periods you know um with with a more like interconnectedness between all of these various series. Um, do you think it's going to be too much for like a casual Star Wars fan to keep up with? Do you think it's expanding uh, to the point where we might get like a Star Wars fatigue or is this just like amazing for, yeah. for Star Wars fans? What do you think? I think that we were already approaching on Star Wars fatigue. We were seeing, particularly with the movies, we were seeing kind of, uh, uh, rep repetitive themes that was done on purpose. Uh, George Lucas likes to say uh, it's like good poetry. It, it needs to rhyme. Um, yeah. I, I, but I do think because of it, I think that's part of the problem with uh, a lot of the superhero stuff is getting to be formulaic and people getting tired of just seeing the same thing over and over again. It's one of the reasons why right. we talked about, I thought blue beetle worked so well. Um, yeah. I think what's happening here and what Dave Filoni is doing is actually going to help stave off the fatigue for Star Wars because we're we're getting a lead character that seems like they're going to be kind of the 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 Luke Skywalker going forward for a while in Ahsoka. Yeah. And so we don't have, you know, it's not Anakin who's related to the Skywalkers. It's not Luke who's yeah. related to the Skywalker. It's not Ray who ultimately believes and, and says she's a Skywalker. Right. This is a completely different character coming from a different place. Uh, isn't actually a Jedi. Has you know, is force sensitive, but but stop doing. I mean, she likes to say, "I'm no Jedi." Said it in one of the animated series and in this series. Um, I think what he's doing here is actually creating a really interesting new way of approaching the Star Wars universe. And in this one alone, uh, we uh, Ezra and Thrawn at the end of Rebels, Ezra makes a sacrifice to take Thrawn, who's the big bad there. Um, yeah. And and he uh, he uses his Jedi techniques to speak with the Purgils, which are basically uh, space whales who can key into hyperspace and travel that way. Yeah. And he uses them to capture Thrawn and they shoot off into who knows where. And we're left at the end of the season, not knowing what's going on. And that's mm -hmm. kind of where this picks up. And that's why yeah. uh, uh, Ahsoka's out looking for the map to go find out. Cause yeah. uh, Ezra saved her life. And I think she feels sort of like she owes him something and she's trying to find right. him again. But this place that they've gone 
is a place we've never seen before. Uh-huh. Like in the in the Star Wars crawl, it always says, you know, uh, in a galaxy far, far away. Well, right. they've gone to another galaxy, so it's not right. the Star Wars galaxy. So right. I'm really hopeful that we travel there, that we get new beings, uh, types of beings, new worlds, new planets, new uh, ways that they all yeah. relate to each other. And that could expand and give us a new space for telling stories again in the star in a new Star Wars universe, which I, I could get pretty excited about. I, th- I agree. I think that uh, leaning into something that's a little bit different, telling a different kind of story is going to be important for yeah. keeping people interested. And then I think people will self-select, you know, um, but uh, but I, I think I think that it would really benefit from telling some different kinds of stories in some different kinds of places. So there's one more question that I feel like I really need to get to, Mark, before we right. end this segment. And that's yeah. the scene where... Ahsoka is in the map room looking for the map. And while I was watching that scene, it reminded me of another George Lucas-inspired uh, film. Uh, did did uh, did that scene remind you of anything? It, it uh, wouldn't happen to be one of your favorite movies, would it? It, it it would happen to be one of uh, yeah, my favorite I figured, movies. I figured <laughs> that it, it might relate back to back to him particularly, but she didn't have the hat to take off. That she didn't have the hat. Wasn't that, wasn't that almost <laughs> uh, like a, 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 a play-by-play of the opening scene of Raiders? It's, it's right down to like, yeah. right down to running towards the ship instead of the airplane. Yeah. As as the, you know, yeah. it wasn't people chasing her, but it was the impending right. explosion. As you know, as mm-hmm. he's but, uh, hey, but, for, but almost. Yeah. Uh, Flunny is a massive. He is a Flunny's a massive fan of George Lucas, yeah. so it's not surprising yeah. that he pays homage by by recreating in a different universe the scenes uh, that are that that we've seen him do before. Uh, and and it'll, honestly, there's so much of that that goes on. Yeah. In this show, if you watch the animated yeah. series, uh, yeah, the yeah. end of I think episode one of this was almost a shot-for-shot shot live yeah. uh, version of the animated version of what happened as she went up to the wall and the mural was painted there and she touches the face mm-hmm. of Ezra. Mm-hmm. It was almost a one-for-one yeah. one shot. It was beautiful wow. and it was sort of like an insider's like if you know, you know kind of thing. It was great. I love yeah. it. <laughs> well, I it's so much fun, and from that scene, I was I was hooked. I I was I was in. I thought this is going to be a clever show. I'm I'm in for it. Okay, so we do always talk about uh, a little bit of geekdom as we begin mm-hmm. these shows because it is Star Wars after all. But we also want to delve into the theology and politics of Ahsoka. So let's take a quick break. Have another drink and come back and dive into our Theo Politico segment. Welcome back to the Moonshine Jesus Show. You're joining us for our Theo Politico segment. Um, and I'm going to jump right in here. Uh, so 
during the show, they go and visit the New Republic shipyards. And the person in charge, uh, Min Weaver, uh, says, I'm a businessman, General. My loyalty is to my investments, investors. Uh, essentially, he places money over morals. Oh, mm -hmm. just the thought. Did, did I mention that there's a writer's strike? Did I did I mention uh, there's a writer's strike? <laughs> Wait, what? Did I say that? The, no. I talked about it at the beginning. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. yes. money over morals. Uh, let's get back to that. I don't know why the thought of the more the writer's strike came mm -hmm. up. Uh, I, I'm sure that there's not any issues going on there. No. Um, how often, though, do you think this is the reality in large corporations, and is it ever justifiable? Uh, it's a hundred percent the reality of large corporations. No. I mean, we see this, um, and uh, uh, one particular party in the United States, I think, that wants to treat corporations as people. Right? Yeah. We we see uh, we see real corporate greed at the heart of what drives capitalism in America, and mm -hmm. so this is this is one of our biggest problems. I mean, even I, I mean, when we talk about. Uh, you know, finances and the ways that we've got this uh, large, uh, this growing economic gap between the ultra wealthy and everyone else. But also, even when we're thinking about things like um, climate change, you know, um, that like, yes, yes, we need to feel responsible for our individual actions and in that. But whenever we really get right down to it. The stuff yeah. that we are doing is minuscule. It is the large corporations that are destroying the earth and shifting yeah. blame on that to like everyday people who have a limited amount of stuff that they can control <laughs> is kind of ridiculous. What yeah. we have to do is hold corporations accountable, but we don't yeah. because it's greed and it's where the money and the power is. So yeah, uh, that yeah. rings true. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It rings true. We see it over and over again, and there really is no excuse for it. I, I wonder, uh, does the Bible have anything to say about uh, prioritizing money and or anything like that? Do we see no. anything in the... No. no. <laughs> There's nothing in the... It's pretty silent about that. It's pretty silent. If anything, Jesus was was pro was pro business. Oh wait, pro no, business. that's not, that's that's not right. <laughs> right. That's right. that's not right. Yeah, yeah. Wait, absolutely. My, my seminary my seminary is coming back to me now and uh, all of a sudden <laughs> I'm remembering that oh, yeah. actually Jesus was on the side of people who were poor and oppressed. And um, whenever he was talking about doing to the least of these, uh, as as you do to him, mm -hmm. he was he was standing up for people on the margins, right? Jesus was a Middle Eastern Jewish peasant. He was a, a, a preacher who who traveled around and depended mm -hmm. mostly upon wealthy women to fund his ministry, and he was mm -hmm. talking about uh, people just like him, and he was talking about standing up to the principalities and the powers who were exploiting his people and taking all the money. I mean, that's why one of the mm -hmm. Uh, big big bads in the gospel, right? Is the uh, is tax collectors because they were yeah. people who were taking money for themselves and cheating others. So yeah, the gospel's all about econ right. economic I mean, disparity and standing up for those who are I, living on the margins. I'd even make the argument that that particular perspective that he had yeah. was one of the first steps that led to him being crucified by the Roman mm. Empire when he walked yeah. into the temple. Uh, yeah. and the money changers who were taking advantage of those who already had too little and were making a profit off of them 
Uh, and Jesus had had enough of it. He started flipping tables. And he was surrounded at that point over the walls by the Roman guards who definitely reported that yep. back because they didn't want any trouble at that particular yep. time during uh, Passover. So, yeah, he not only was he serious about it, but he went so far being serious about it that he got the attention of some powerful people who didn't like it at all. Wait, when you start talking about money, are you saying that that can get you in trouble? Like if you want to take money from the people who already have it and, right. and make sure that it's like distributed in a in an equitable way, is that I controversial? Think, I don't know why it's biblical. So why would it be controversial? Aren't the people, <laughs> aren't the people who are upset about that kind of idea don't aren't they saying that they really appreciate what the Bible has to say about things? And those are the people who are saying that this is supposed to be a Christian nation. And uh, right. yeah, that's right. And and yeah. that we ought to be like putting up the Ten Commandments and stuff. Like those right. are people who, in theory, really want to listen to the Bible. Right. Uh, still, it like shakes their worldview. And we actually like sit down and read it and, and yeah. it, you know, uh, gets rid of all of our assumptions and all of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, for me, that scene when they're at the shipyard. One of the things, because what happens in the the scene for those who are listening and maybe haven't seen yet, the show yet, uh, while they're up talking to them and their uh, ship's trying to get away, they start realizing that former employees of the Empire are there and are working, and all of a sudden they, it, they turn on them because they're all like the entire room was full of folks who are really actually quietly working for trying to rebuild the Empire and get the Empire power back. Uh, so for me, you know, the, the New Republic was sort of cocky. I mean, missing missing the reality that you, you have to stay diligent or the empire will yeah. return. And I was just yeah. wondering if uh, in your head, do you see anything like that happening in the United States? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we just I, I think through the through the Trump presidency and, you know, until now, I mean, like we realized how fragile democracy was. I think I hope that we realized hope, how right? close. Yeah. How how close we were to actually losing our democracy or or maybe in part pieces of it disappeared mm -hmm. in the in yeah. the midst of all of that. Right. Because we, yeah. we, we saw we saw an insurrection by by someone who did not want to let go of power. And um it was a really easy slide into that. Yeah. It did not take long at all. It didn't take much. It took someone just being willing to lie, took someone being willing to uh, speak about uh, issues in a way that, that galvanized a, a particular mm -hmm. group of people in the United States, you know, and, and I mean, in, in a span of four years, uh, we went to, from, I guess, from this this period of quite a bit of progress, I think. I mean, not as much progress as a lot of us would have liked to see, but right, sure. a, a period of relative progress. Absolutely. To four years later, a, a period where we weren't really sure if we had a democracy anymore. And right. it was a clear reminder that we have to be diligent in ensuring that we are uh, that we are standing guard against that kind yeah. of thing. Uh, so that's the clearest place I've seen it. How about you? No, I, I completely agree. And I think it still continues on just following on that line of thought yeah. is that I, I think we have people who still don't quite realize and there yeah. it's not all people in any means, right. but we do still have a hardcore group who are supporting the former empire, uh, no yeah. matter what, no matter what shows up. And we need to make sure that we're staying diligent enough to prevent yeah. 
that from reoccurring, from the re-rise of the empire, from the re-rise of, of the MAGA uh, uh, Republicans. I, I, I see some pockets where we're doing a reasonably good job at trying to stave it off and try, but I, I don't think there's enough motivation in the in, yeah. in a large section of moderate to slightly progressive Democrats mm -hmm. of, of putting energy behind what do I have to do? How do I get out there and and counteract this? Do I you know, do I sign? How, how do I go get people signed up so they can vote? Yeah. All of the different pieces that will be kind of the being on top and, and counteracting it. So far, I'm seeing it being more than it maybe was the first time Trump ran but not yeah. nearly at the level that we need to see it to make sure that we're that we're staving it off and that we have a government that's going to be more for the people. I, I, I am definitely going to admit both sides have their own issues and their own interests and don't always do what's right for the average American, but we do have one side that does it more consistently than the other. And we need to make sure for right now that that's who we have in there so we can continue to make the progress that you were talking about and um, not keep falling back years and years and taking away rights rather yeah. than providing more freedom and the right to folks. Yeah, 100%. And I think uh, a lot of those moderates to slightly progressive folks that you were talking about don't necessarily want a whole lot of progress. Real, I think right. a lot of white moderates just really want to feel comfortable and yeah, that's right. part of the that's another part of the problem is that like we really just want to go back to maybe not having to be aware of any of mm -hmm. this and go about our lives without having to be diligent and that's super problematic too yeah absolutely so uh the last thing i want to do you like to do this yeah. uh and so i'm going to do it to you i would like to give you a quote and have a, your response to the quote and the quote's actually a question it comes from ahsoka ahsoka says sometimes even the right reasons have the wrong consequences. What do we do then? What do you think about that line and what's your response? I think that, I think that a lot of times our, our intentions don't necessarily result to the impacts. But, you know, mm -hmm. one, one line, my wife's a social worker, and one thing that she will often say is that you can control your intent, but you can't tr control your impact. You know, you, you never know what's going on in someone else. You can control how you plan to say something or how you plan to do something, but you can't control how that's going to land on someone else or even what the outcomes are going to be. And I, I think that that's true, that all we can really do is the, the best we can do in the moment. And we we don't really ever know what the outcome is going to be. Right. We can guess. A lot of times we trick ourselves into thinking we know exactly what's going to happen. Uh, or we, we do something that's really the best decision we can make at the time and then beat ourselves up over the consequences of that later. Like, oh, if I'd only done X or if I'd mm -hmm. only done Y. Um, uh, but there's no point in doing any of that because we don't know what the outcomes of any of that would have been <laughs> anyway. All we can do is the best we can do in the moment. I, I think yeah. that's that's true. I think that's true. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, I know I completely agree with you, but I'm also interested in seeing how this series answers that question because yeah. Ahsoka was really talking about um, she was the Padawan of Anakin Skywalker yeah. before she left him. Right. And I think she feels somewhat guilty that leaving yeah. him is kind of what allowed him to finally be fully pushed over to the dark side. And I'm not sure if at this point she knows yeah. that Anakin ultimately right. redeemed himself. 
And right? so I think we might see her battling with this question of having this immense guilt about yep. it, which we, we can do, particularly when we think we're doing the right thing, but it ends up the way it affects someone hurts them. And you didn't mean to, it's easy to carry around that guilt. I, I hope that we're going to see uh, a, a journey where she realizes that she shouldn't carry that guilt around, that it was his choices that she did do what was right. best in the moment. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to be very curious to see how they answer the question in, in the show. I think we're going to see quite a bit about it. All right. We could go on and on, but we're not going to do that. We are out of time for this segment, and we don't want to miss out on our favorite segment, the Make Me Look Stupid segment. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Moonshine Jesus Show. We are entering into our final segment, the Make Me Look Stupid segment. Thanks for hanging around. Uh, I'm going to dive right into this, Mark. All right. Uh, I, I just really want to get your perspective on this. So there was actually, whenever um, w- whenever Sabine was unlocking the map, the map ball, mm-hmm. right, there was a, a symbol that unlocked it, and it was actually a pretty common uh christian symbol that, right. um, did you notice what that symbol was it, it was it was the try try the try uh yeah like the, trinity the, the, the trinity symbol, yeah, three, the trinity three and the three interlocking leaves almost three leaves yeah we're the wrong we are the wrong people to ask about the trinity i don't know what why? Why do you think? Why do you think that's uh, the symbol that unlocked that? Were they trying to say something? Was it just random? Uh, what? Uh, it what it has to that? do. It has to do with both the spirituality and the lore of Star Wars. Um, early on, you see where she gets the 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 map from. When she walks into that chamber, they yeah. intentionally focus on three different carvings on the walls. Yeah. Those are. Uh, the three sisters, which are related to folks who use the force for sort of magic spelled with a K. Um, yeah. And so one, it's it's that kind of symbolic. And then in the spiritual yeah. side, they have, uh, let me see if I can remember, the father, the sister, and the brother, something like that, mm-hmm. uh, that will probably come back into play too. So three, just like in Christianity, and there's always been some overtones of Christianity and other religions in Star Wars, Three is a very spiritual number for Star Wars. So I believe that that was a very intentionally done to kind of give a hint that whatever they're looking into, and maybe this other galaxy, maybe there the force is done differently. And maybe it links more towards the magic use of, of the force. So I, I think that might be what's going on. What did you think when you saw it? 
I thought I'm going to ask Mark about this tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so you can tell me, so you can tell me why there's why why they're using the, the symbol. I want I want to know what's going on. I would love to see them lean into a different element of the force, though, because that is yeah. something that's very interesting, right? Especially for mm-hmm. those of us who are thinking about theology, there it, it's interesting to think about the dark side and the uh, light side of the force and how that impacts us. And so I think ways that that can permeate life in a different way i think would be really interesting to to lean into um in regards to what we were talking about earlier okay that was my question i i i I didn't know and so i really just came today for informational purposes mark (laughs) i needed to know you answered thank you there's a trinity of star wars who knew mark sandlin did (laughs) all right so i i honestly before we entered into the show i kind of assumed that you had probably seen uh rebels uh, I know it's a, it seems like a safe assumption, I, right? I was I was surprised. So, yep. uh, two of the questions that I had, yep. my best questions, of course. Really, I can't ask you if you haven't seen Rebels because it, it'll just be. Well, I don't even know what I you're talking know. about. Who right. knows? Yeah. So I'm going to ask my other question. So, this happens in around the nine ABY after the Battle of Yavin, which is mm-hmm. when the Death Star blows up. Um, yeah, and we see that Ahsoka is Anakin's Padawan before mm-hmm. he becomes Darth Vader. Right. My question to you is, what was Ahsoka doing during the rebellion of the first three movies? Yeah, well, uh, I think she was doing her her own thing uh but i i i don't know i don't know what she was doing i think i think she was probably uh help uh, going around the galaxy and and helping out (laughs) i don't know what do you what do you think she was doing mark uh i actually think she was kind of pulling almost a yoda um so uh, planet doing her own thing sort of just isolated i think so. so so she gets pissed off at uh, yeah. the Jedi and uh, yeah. even her best friend who basically betrays yeah. her and sets her up to make it look like she yeah. destroyed the Jedi uh, where, the, where the, the students were studying. Um, I think she was just really pissed off at the whole thing and that she went off on her own, was planning on staying away and yeah. trying to isolate herself, exploring yeah. different ways of using the Force. Like one of the things she does that I've never seen any uh, Jedi do is she can actually use the hand that's holding the lightsaber to cause a, a, the force to go out and hit people. And normally a Jedi has to have an empty hand and make some right. kind of symbol yeah. focus on it. So I think she was probably studying and that at some point in her studies, as she went from that young whippersnapper into a more collected and, and thoughtful um, Jedi master almost, that as she went through that, she started realizing, no, uh, I need to be back where things are going on and trying to do what I can to, to, to help in, in the process. So I'm hoping we're going to get to find out in this show. Have no clue if we're going to, though. Okay, well, let's, uh, okay, so we've taken our sides on the issue. I think she was going <laughs> around and kind of uh, helping people silently. You think she's pulling mm-hmm. a Yoda. Let's, uh, I hope we get answers so, so, that we'll, so that we can come back at the end of the series, which is something yes. I think we're planning to do. We're only Absolutely. two episodes in. So at the mm-hmm. end of this, we'll come back and I'll try to watch Rebels by then. So that, that would be I great, can, yeah. Uh, 
That's that's right. And uh, it'll be helpful for, for, just too. for you processing stuff. I think you'll appreciate it. That's right. And I mean, yeah. it's it's fun. It's got to be fun. I got to I got to. Oh, but it is. It's but great. we still we've still got a few weeks before that, and we've got to talk about something next week, Mark, because we're yeah. only going to get one more episode of Ahsoka between now and then. So, right. yeah. do you have any ideas, any thoughts, what we could do next week? Well, and in the past, have you watched uh, Netflix uh, show um, Black Mirror? I love Black Mirror. Okay, it, great. So I, I really like Black Mirror. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this summer, and my wife and I do too. And this summer, a new uh, a new uh, series, a, a new season dropped. And I, for whatever reason, I haven't watched it. So I'm thinking it might be fun to go back and watch that whole series, that whole season. And then come back because it's it's such a great it's it's the suspenseful sort of satirical and it looks at contemporary re, it's like a contemporary Twilight Zone almost yeah uh, and, and I think it's just techno paranoia comes in a lot it's a fascinating interesting series and it'd be fun to to to, to do as part of our show okay I'm in next week cool. Black Mirror I think there are only four episodes so if people haven't yeah. watched it yet it should be pretty easy to catch up on each episode's I think, I think about there's, i think there's five, five but that's five? It. okay yeah. okay five episodes each one's only like an hour so yeah, uh you got plenty of time between now and next week and it's it's a lot of fun different characters in each mm. uh in each episode different plot very very yep. fun okay next week black mirror until then, I hope you all have a great week, and we'll see you next time on The Moonshine Jesus Show. Moonshine Jesus, no sky. Moonshine.